Welcome to the Bad Cody Funky Podcast Thursday, everybody. Uh, this week, before we start talking about Doctor Who, we got a few items to get out of the way. One of them being the upcoming and highly anticipated Star Wars Battlefront has a beta coming out, and the date has been set to October 8th through the 12th. Everybody on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC via Origin will be able to play for free, no pre-order needed. The beta is open to everybody who wants to try out Star Wars Battlefront. Join us on twitch.tv slash Funky, where we'll be playing. Join up on us. We'll be in big team battles, doing Walker Assault. It's going to be bucking bananas. Yeah, and the other thing that was really cool is uh, Sony started to hint at a price for the upcoming Project Morpheus that is now called... I think it's just called PlayStation VR right now. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Very original. Very descriptive. What they they haven't well they haven't given an exact number just yet. They have been hinting that it is a, a system's worth of technology, which would lead me to believe that it would probably end up costing, oh, at least two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, definitely. Probably three hundred to four hundred at most. Um. But yeah, we, we again, no exact price as of yet, but definitely within those couple hundred dollar price range. Stay tuned to badcowdyfunky.com more as the story develops. Enjoy the podcast. <laughs> That's right, it's the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast. The only podcast on the net with two impossible girls. Who's the other one? You decide. The other one's Dave. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, right in. Spoiler alert, it's Dave. Welcome everyone to the Thursday Podcast, talking about Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. This week of the podcast... <laughs> number 20 wow well, what a good podcast number to talk about doctor who of all things awesome hell yeah nice on, even number <laughs> on today's podcast we got booster greg what up we got amber hey we got the bearded menace dave i'm waiting to this podcast 21 so we're legal to drink we got tv's casey allons-y <laughs> and i'm sergio the back eddie funky welcome everybody doctor who season series well series nine they say yeah, series where that's uh, it's British TV. Series, yeah, so they seasons. say series, not not seasons. So if you look it up, you gotta like search series nine. You could probably still search for season nine, though. I bet. <laughs> that could work. <laughs> um, yeah, and this this is the second series with Capaldi as the Doctor. Uh, for those of you who have been hiding under a rock for the past what year, year and a half, the Doctor has changed from being Matt Smith to Peter Capaldi. Uh, we got treated. It was actually a very, it was a very unique kind of transition uh, from Smith to Capaldi. As usually, what happens with these things is it's just very abrupt, and we don't get any sort of, I don't know, like second taste or last chance to say goodbye to the previous Doctor. As we've seen with uh, from Eccleston to Tennant, it just kind of happens, and it's like, whoa, what's going on? And then for even from Tennant to Smith, it was just a very abrupt kind of you know i don't want to go and then all of a sudden smith just like 
barreling towards the earth, kind of, we, in the, we can uh, thank, the TARDIS. We can thank Moffat for that slash and burn, give everybody a new jumping on point kind of a way. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Um, but with this one, as we saw, we actually got to see the Doctor get really fucking old during it. Regenerate to his younger self. And then regenerate to Capaldi. All within, what, like a two-hour special? Yeah. Which was pretty great. And then what happens is we get a final good... To get to say a final goodbye to Smith as he's calling up uh, Clara and saying, Hey, do me a favor and treat me, treat future me good. That's still me. I might act different. I might look different. But it's still me. I'd appreciate it if you weren't a dick. And she's like, <laughs> fine, I guess. Mmm, Clara. And that brings us into Capaldi, who actually comes in very confused about the whole thing, not having a lot of memory as the... This was like a, a new regeneration cycle, as in Smith was supposed to be the last one. Which is very interesting. But you know those Time Lords always cheating the already cheatsy number of lives that they have. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks, the Master. Although the, um, the regeneration being over was kind of a retcon of a retcon, because uh, I'm pretty sure the hand regeneration didn't count before, right? It was them just teasing us that Tenant was going was gonna to leave. No, it, they, they said it did count. But didn't they retcon that later? No, they said... I mean, I think they unretconned it, because... Um, when the John Hurt Doctor counts as a right, as the a John Hurt Doctor counts as one, but Tenet counts as two because he regenerated back into himself. Okay, and actually, okay. I think it was I don't I want I don't know if it was the fiftieth or if it was the um, the Smith finale, but he they referenced that it was like a a very um, what's the word I'm looking for? A very self involved part of his life. Very. <laughs> Yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't even think of it right now. Selfish? But not selfish. Um, when you're too in love with yourself. Narcissistic. 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 Yeah, exactly. it's a very, it was a very narcissistic, narcissistic time in my life. <laughs> I take um, minor offense to that. I like Tennant. <laughs> no, I did too. And he, he is definitely my favorite doctor, but um, it, it kind of is like a yeah, no. you know, little, little like, I'm just going to regenerate back into myself. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that counted as a full regeneration because he technically did. He revitalized all of his body cells. He just had a like a, you know, he could control what he regenerated into, and I think he can do that regardless because we've seen Capaldi a couple times in Doctor Who already, in the the fires of Pompeii, and in the Torchwood Children of the Earth special. Wait, when did we see him there? Uh, did you watch Children of the Earth on yes, Torchwood? Yes, I am a Torchwood so, fan. Yeah, so he was... Um, remember when that like crazy like alien thing was in the tank? Yeah. He was one of the, I guess, politicians that was talking to it. Wait, really? Yeah, go look it. And I guess like they're not... I, I read a lot of interviews before Capaldi was officially the Doctor, because like, you know, that's just what you did, because there wasn't a lot to go off of. And I remember... Um, him saying that there was a reason like it's not they're not just going to ignore that <laughs> like, like with that's going to be like that one finale with um with one of the companions i think uh it was tenant's first companion rose no second companion sorry martha martha jones <laughs> yeah yeah they had yeah. they had like, i think they, they said it was her cousin or something that died yeah, yeah. in the dalek attack if it was the same actress dalek yeah yeah i remember that um yeah they, they're not going to do like one of those things there's definitely going to be a reason and um, cool. if you remember in 
the beginning of uh, last season or last series, series eight, he was very like interested in his face. Remember, he was like, I've seen this face before. And he was very uh. like, like purposeful. Like they mentioned that. So, and then they didn't really play upon it ever again in that series. And I'm hoping they kind of do it again. They really like bring us some answers this time around. Well, that's it's that scene with uh, with the caretaker, right? That looks just like the fourth doctor. Um, Doesn't he? He's like, you may find yourself revisiting some old favorites. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't think about that. Yeah, there, there's that that bit. That's that's what I thought you were leading into. Interesting. Yeah. No, I didn't think about that. Look at you, Casey. Always thinking about things. And... Well, I have I have done a a pretty interesting amount of research into the whole regeneration thing, um, and yeah. and and the way that they've cheated it in the past, like how half the masters regenerations that we see are him stealing bodies. Like I know we we mm. joked around about the the nineteen ninety six uh, Doctor Who movie where it's the master is Eric Roberts, which yep, yep, which yep. again for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, amazing in its hilarity that movie. Like just truly, truly hilarious, and yeah. seeing oh, yeah. Eric Roberts in full time Lord Regalia. So, what does his ring have to do with his regenerations? Because I know they they made a special point to show it when he came back during the attendant run um, around the um, finale. I don't actually know. I just think that it's always been like an indicator that it's him that you like would always uh, you would just see it and then it'd be like, ah, it's the master, that sneaky bastard. I heard a while back that he used the ring to possess people, or he like stored other time Lord regenerations in there. I don't know. I Maybe I don't know. I I think I I mean they, they probably use it as different devices, but I think it's more like if you see a character come out of uh of a blue police box, you know it's the Doctor, and the Master doesn't really have that. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think they just gave him that ring to be like that's his TARDIS essentially. That's how you can identify if he's the Master, not just like the crazy getup. That he usually has because he didn't have that uh, for tenants run, but it's usually that ring, or it's usually the oncoming doom that he brings. <laughs> One of those two. Yeah. Sound or, of drums. Or or now yeah. complete insanity. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that was kind of back in the tenant run too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although and that was something that we kind of learned from season eight as well. Is like we got this this doctor who's coming into his own. The first episode, we're treated to him jumping from rooftop to rooftop in a nighty, which was hilarious. <laughs> and he, he's definitely a different character. He is, he's this, like, grumpy old man who's just confused at the world. And um, we are treated also to, and this is going to be huge spoilers, guys, a new version of the Master call that we call the Mistress, or Missy, for short. Um, and I don't know how I feel. I don't like it. Well, I it's like different, it. and I don't like I it. Think it's, well, I don't it's know why they changed the name, but I think I, I like the character. Yeah, I mean, they like, could have just been the master because, like, that's a pretty. I don't know why it was like, oh, I can't like call myself the master. Why not? That's a pretty, you know, asexual name. Yeah, it's a pretty gender neutral, in all honesty. Yeah, any gender yeah. can be. A she, she is pretty adamant yeah. about being called a time lady, though, which was cool. Yeah, but like. I so I I'm completely fine with all that. I don't like how she suddenly and this is kind of jumping forward to um series 9 a bit, but I don't like how she's friends with the doctor. I mean, I the guy came can out of see nowhere. It. I can see it. They've always had like a we hate you so I hate you so much, but we're going to enjoy this conflict sort of thing well, I mean, going like, on. Slap slap kiss. So like, <laughs> they've been well, ages I mean, like, away from it. Yeah. In the tenant run like 
he made a point to die instead of living with the doctor. But he died to save him like he, in a lot of he ways. Died, well, you know, he died despite the doctor. And the other Time Lords. Because yeah. Rassilon is an asshole. I always, yeah. I always thought that that was him working together with Tenant by the end. No, because he could have regenerated himself. But he said, like, m- like move over or whatever, and, uh, and then he like, electrocuted him with like his Sith powers. Yeah. I don't know. I always took it as, like, a, like the Doctor really likes the Master and really wants to like them to be buddies and stuff like that, and wants to live, like, a, a you know, a conflict-free existence. As, they as, the, as the last two Time Lords. Yeah, and the Master is just like, fuck you. I don't know, at the... I think that even the master kind of had fun with uh, the doctor when he was prisoner. When you first see the return with the, the sound of drums, the uh, when he's kind of a, a pet for oh, him sure. in the ship. I yeah. mean, like you don't just do that for someone that you're indifferent about. You do that for someone that weighs a lot on you in some way or another. Oh, I know how many friends I've wanted to give uh, on set for Jerry too. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's crazy. He has like a very crazy yeah. friendship, but in his mind, that's 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 a constant. That's something that he can look forward to. Yeah, I, I guess I just didn't get, like, a good enough look at the previous regeneration. Like, I really liked that one. He was just batshit crazy, and he turned into Ghost Rider half the time. Uh, <laughs> was a Sith. You know, he had Sith lightning powers. Could fly. And, yeah, and he could fly. He was just, like, the man. He just wore a black hoodie. <laughs> like, that's all he needed. Yeah. He, he was, and he was, like... You know, he he almost won against the I doctor. I think it's He's funny so that you say that because that's my favorite master. Um, and but most of my friends who are into the Matt Smith run despise that that master. They find him cheesy. They find his powers um, nonsensical. And I just I have a very hard time arguing the case because I, I try to say, well, you know, his he had an awkward regeneration. He's never had a legit regeneration, so he's unstable. Yeah. So he's just manipulating <laughs> his regeneration energy in a certain way. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I find it interesting that if if they're fans of just the new stuff, though, why they would even have a choice of a favorite master? Because it's just the one. Yeah, it's just Missy. <laughs> yeah, well now now know. there's there's another one, but you know you get like ten seconds of Professor Yana before he turns into Harold. Well, Saxon. something you should know about yeah. my friend group, as far as who fans go, is it's very pro Matt Smith, very anti Tenon. I'm I'm like the one person who. I you like Matt Smith. You stay strong. <laughs> I, I I like Smith, but like Tenant will be my favorite. Uh, and Capaldi's kind of getting there for me because he's so different in his in his approach to the Doctor. Yes like, and no. You know, Capaldi is different in how he's acting the, as the Doctor, but I think the writing is still. Um, and this is one of the well, yeah, complaints I have with Moffat. Is, is uh, and I was Moffitt. talking to one of my Matt Smith friends over over this uh and uh he, he even agrees that moffat uh has a an issue of falling into his own tropes or he has this take a random inanimate object in what if it were trying to kill you yeah, hmm. yeah. With, with with peter capaldi i can't get past the fact that he's like an old guy i mean that's it's, it's a very simple way of seeing why I just don't like... I mean, his acting is great, but I just can't get past it. Maybe it's because, like, I like Matt Smith, and maybe he's a younger guy, and I can, I don't know, kind of, like, see myself going through all these adventures because he's more towards my age. It's kind of like... 
like, you know, growing up, you know, playing Xbox and you would get updates from um, uh, Major Nelson and he's like an older dude. I'm like, who is this old guy like telling me about <laughs> my Xbox updates? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. You know, like, I really don't care. And uh, with, with Peter Capaldi, he's a he's a brilliant actor, but I can't get past. I mean, even with with this new season and uh, the the new episode that, that aired and everything where he comes out on the tank with the guitar. I'm just like, oh, that's really cool. But like, you're really old. Why do I care? Actually, uh, yeah, well, knowing that, um, how much of uh, the tenant run have you seen? I have not. I started yeah. off on uh, Matt so, Smith, and, and I've only seen Matt Smith. What what I what I want to say is, I think it's a combination of things kind of working against you, Serge, and it mm-hmm. worked against me. Like when I went from Eccleston to Tenant, I wasn't mm-hmm. really like that upset, but I went, went from Tenant to Smith. I was like, who the fuck is this nerd? <laughs> That's funny. That, my my complaint is that I think Matt Smith was too much like David Tennant. Well, so this is like this is something that I've noticed they do, and especially um, with Moffat at the helm is. At first, they're near identical, like in the way their mannerisms are and stuff like that. And they are very close um, in terms of their personality and stuff towards the end of Smith's season. But there are certain ideologies that they that they kind of kind of change with the Doctor, where he thinks one way as Tennant and thinks completely different as Smith, even though they act similar. And a similar thing happened from Smith to Capaldi, where he was still like you know like when. When Smith regenerated from Tenet, he was just like, you know, he said something like, oh, my kidneys are different, or, or he said something weird like that. And then Capaldi said something that was so close to that. I was just like, ooh, really, Moffat? Recycling that? But then I realized that because what they do is, like, as they regenerate into a new form, they shake off the old form. Mm, that makes and sense. You, you, yeah. you kind of see that more in Capaldi than you do with Smith. And in this case, uh, he shaked out an old form. Ah, yeah. ah. But I mean, like, I, I think it's a lot of things working um, against Surge that was working against me from Tenet into Smith because this is so different in terms of their look. Like, like Tenet had this cool, like, he had, like, the, the jacket that was, like, a cape kind of thing. And he Just was, there. like, super heroic. And he, he was just, like, he's just, like, the man, you know? No, he's, like, known to layman as a trench coat. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it, like when he ran, it had that like heroic flapping. It was, in the yeah, wind, it was certainly very know? heroic. It was like a, a hero jacket, I'd say. Um, whereas uh, Smith never got that. He wore a bow tie, and at first I was like, bow tie, suspenders, nerd. Someone get this nerd out of here. <laughs> is that a fez? What is? Is, is that, that a fez? Come on. Why is he wearing a? Why is he wearing a fez? It's bad enough he has to wear a bow tie. Why the? Fez? And then I, eventually I grew to really like Smith. And I uh, appreciated all, like, his eccentricities and his obsessions with, like, random hats. Um, and then what happened with Capaldi is Capaldi is so radically different now, especially from Smith, where I think a lot of people are having that issue because of the age, and that's what people really zero in on. I'm really for it because I think we've had enough young doctors running around kind of doing similar things. I, I think I was hoping for more of a Dr. House style kind of uh, <laughs> oh, no. doctor. the, the doctor no. house the doctor house that's what i would love like he just sits there grumpy and just like pops some vicodin and just makes fun of people and like s- solves the day from like a chalkboard from a rip hunter style chalkboard nice that would have been fucking cool um but i mean he's as... got the chalkboard that's yeah, true yeah he does have the chalkboard he does have the chalkboard but as the this doctor kind of developed he he became kind of a combination of what i wanted with uh, kind of Smith and Tennant, you know, like he's still wonky. He runs around just as a crazy old man. And um, the Robin Hood episode, which I don't partic- particularly like that much, 
I actually um, found a lot of enjoyable parts because he's just like, stop laughing. Robin Hood would be like, ha I'm going to save the day. Doctor was like, why are you laughing? <laughs> well, there is another layer, I think, to the uh, to the regeneration changes. It's the, and, and it's that uh, Moffat is much more conscientious of Doctor Who's history than any of the previous uh, writers in the in, oh, sure. in New Who. Yeah, and, and and this latest episode certainly shows how deep he's got his hands in that pie. Oh yeah, <laughs> there was a couple of them. Um, yeah, no, and it's uh, and I think oh yeah, well, without getting into the newer episode, you see a lot more throwbacks into the uh, into the older generations. Like even the first episode with uh, with Matt Smith, you have oh, sure. the, uh, the, Im- the the imagery of each of the doctors when he's telling off oh, an yeah. alien. Well, even in the fiftieth too, like they brought back that old alien. What's the what's it called? The shape shifting one. Oh man. Um, the Zy. I want to call it a zygote, but I know that's not the name. That's what I want to call it. The Zygote. Like those are an old one. Um, and even in uh, Smith's run, we saw the return of like the Ice Warriors and Ice all those, Warriors. Yeah, all those. It was like a old. I don't remember what season. I don't even know if that's a real name, but there are these aliens that live in Antarctica. And they have like this kind of warrior style kind of thing going on, um, and they have they. If you watch the originals, they look cheesy as fuck. They look terrible. That's part of the charm of old who. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like they they managed to update it a bit to where it made sense, and they have like terrible CG in it, of course. But um, what they have them kind of draped in shadows, and they updated the armor a bit, and he looked like a formidable foe. And uh, they were stuck in a submarine together with them. With the sea captain from Game of Thrones, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, but yeah, they have like a, a sizable budget now for Doctor Who, and like some of the special oh, effects sure. now are actually pretty good. And I was like, oh, I'm impressed. Well, yeah, like the the dinosaur from um, episode one. Yeah, that was pretty good. Of a uh, series eight, that was a really good one. They do good with dinosaurs somehow. Yeah. Speaking of uh, callbacks, um, has anyone else noticed this, or is this just me, in that while there's a lot more throwbacks to the older content, there's just really not that much for the the, um, the Tenant run at all. There is, there's really very little, like, there's no Jack, none of that. Yeah, like, I feel like Moffat just hates Jack Harkness. Uh, like, I don't know why. You know what I mean? Is... Like, it's just like, he has yet to show up, and... Even uh, Barrowman, who is the actor, he was like, yeah, no, I totally want to be in it. I will fly over there on my own dime to be in the in an episode. And they just, like, never called him. And I, and, I mean, he's he's busy now on Arrow, but, like, like Worst of all, it's really, like, bleeding over, I think, into the newer fan basis, where it's harder to to get people to look at even things as old as the as recent as the Tenant run, just because there's so sure. little um, connection and relevance now. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's just like, I, I don't know why he's so against it. I wonder if he came up with the character or or if Russell T. Davies came up with the character, if that's a reason. Um, but it's just kind of like, you know, you have to wonder, where is Jack? Because he missed an entire Doctor incarnation. <laughs> that's, like, that that's, bums me out. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, what's he up to right now? Where, where's he at? Where's he and hiding? It, and Wait. I mean, for a while... It almost uh, drove me off of the series. I w- I kind of felt like I wasn't watching the same show anymore. I mean, and I think earlier on they were kind of flaunting the Daleks a lot, and I was kind of getting tired of that. But 
but I just it didn't it didn't feel the same. And How many I don't want, times I don't must we same. see a race die? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I don't want the exact same show, but I I at least want continuity. I want I want that to know that what I've set my time aside to watch matters. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think I'll ever get tired of the Daleks, no matter what. They're like totally my favorite thing <laughs> in the world. Oh, they're great. They're one of the few. Uh, I mean, up until you know the more recent stuff, but some of the few things yeah. that's persevered over the years. Well, I mean, even th- even the way Moffat uses them, uh, when he's using them uh, as little as humanly possible, like the series opener with Clara in it, where she was a Dalek all along, Which that was fucking awesome. I completely agree with you guys that 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 was a bummer in that they didn't follow through yeah. with that later. Yeah, they should have. Right totally after the episode, if you went online, there was like so much fan art over the, this like oh, Dalek yeah. helping the Doctor, like tragic almost companion dynamic and now it's just and they just sort of nope just and they do it again with capaldi with this potential of a of a dalek companion yeah with rusty no one no one will replace handles in my heart yeah you can't replace handles he's (laughs) best brick joke in the entire series (laughs) um so yeah kind of speaking we we build up with capaldi there's a lot of misadventures with Clara. We get to see him in a bunch of different avenues, and we get to see him as a janitor. We get to see him as the grumpy old man that I really like. And now uh, we're brought up into we have this well, we have this crazy like series finale where it's like the Cybermen are invading, and like we get what's his name, Danny Pink ends up dying, and he becomes a Cyberman, and it like kills them all, and. All this crazy stuff kind of happens, and we're brought into series nine, kind of with uh, like a like a very interesting introduction, and I think it's one of the more visually cinematic introductions I've seen on Doctor Who um, since I've been watching it since Eccleston. And we see this war zone happening, and we see these two soldiers kind of like you know being being in a hurry for some reason that we're we're not aware of yet, and they encounter this little boy and it's very interesting who that little boy ends up turning out to be and are, are we just, just going to say it can we just say it? i mean well, this is a spoiler guys so all we do is talk about spoilers like 95 percent of the spoiler time. alert for the new episode yeah. well, you I mean, have I feel been like, warned i feel like anyone who's gonna see it has seen it except dave <laughs> yeah, you thought I was gonna say nothing. Um, <laughs> Eat me. Besides no, our, our step into our a slim second, gym. Our second impossible girl Sautéed over here. Sautéed and barbe. <laughs> Sautéed and barbecued. Eat me anywhere you want to. Um. So the doctor goes and tries to save this little boy after the soldier. One soldier runs away, and the other one gets, you know, devoured or devoured in enveloped by this like these weird hand alien. Things that come out of the ground that are super creepy. Those things were cool. Hand I love, I love the, yeah. uh, the the monster design and and like the just the mystery behind some of them in, in Doctor Who, like those whole hands with the eyes and, and things. I was like, what? Yeah. That's so cool. Especially the part where the, where the, the kid was like, uh, oh, but the guy was like, hey, kid, are you lost? Where did you come from? Oh, okay. Well, okay. Hold like you know, hold perfectly still. Have you seen these things before? And he goes, yeah. Okay, so you know to hold perfectly still. Okay, so have you seen one before? Where have you seen it? And he looks down, and it's like grabbing the guy's leg. I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, what is that? Oh, my God. Dude, I was like, what the hell? It's so like Guillermo del Toro style. Yeah, seriously. 
Like it was oh, so God. creepy, so minimalist, but so creepy. I love it. It's also very Moffat. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, uh, and, and and then it just pulls the guy into the earth. Like, yeah. like what? What the hell was that? And this kid is around them, and they start bursting out of the ground like like little trees, like little little plants. Uh, like what yeah. the hell? Actually, so were, I know they're, they're mines, they're hand mines. So they were the weapons that were deployed, but were they like? Did they can they move, or did they step on them? I think the, you can. I think they're like mines. I think you have to step on them. That was the impression that I got. Um, it's, it's weird, but then they, they kind of like came to life and sprouted out of the ground, and they have like. And they re- they reached well, towards like you. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah, when you step like on a landmine, like, you influence. know you've stepped on it, but the second you move your foot away, it's like. Yeah, yeah, it's like the same thing. Um. But what's interesting is the identity of the child, and the doctor goes and saves him. Like he tries to save him. He throws a sonic screwdriver. Well, yeah, he starts. He starts to save him. Uh, He throws the sonic screwdriver at him, and he's like, "This is creating a field so we can talk to each other without these things hearing us." Like, you know, what's going on? What's your name? And the kid says his name. And Casey, why don't you tell us his name? It's Davros. Dun 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 dun. Creator of the Dalek race. Yeah, that's the answer I wanted. The creator of the Daleks. So the doctor is stuck in this predicament where he can leave this little boy to his fate and the Daleks never happen. The time war never happens. All of existence, as he knows it, would be rewritten. Which is huge because like, he's never been a part of history where his individual timeline would be altered in such a way. Uh, I don't know. Um, there was... Like, like, well, where? What there was that one thing called the last great time war. Yeah, the one that they uh, call back to in the in the, ex- in the same episode. The um. But re- one would one would um argue that that was always the fate. Genesis of the Daleks. Well, I mean, in uh, are you talking about in the fiftieth? I'm talking about Genesis of the Daleks. What that they sh- oh. that Davros shows the, the doctor the image of, where oh, he yeah. has the wires, and he's like, "I can end this right here. I can stop it from happening. Countless wars, countless lives. But do I have that right?" But do you think he does well, this he, time? Well, that's the thing. Before, he didn't do it. He let the Daleks live. So mm-hmm. now he's put in that position again. And this is one thing that is, I find very interesting, is how is this regeneration going to influence that decision? Right, yeah. I mean, because he's, he's a little crazy anyways because he's on a regeneration that she should never have had. So things have always been kind of like wonky with a regeneration as it is, never mind like a brand new set of... What is he supposed to have? Thirteen. I think so. Yeah, I think I think he's supposed to have thirteen. So a brand new set of thirteen regenerations, and my theory has always been that's why the master is so crazy. On top of like you know looking into the void and having it staring back at him, is he's used up well beyond the regenerations he's supposed to. So with each part, the a time lord will get a little darker and a little crazier mm-hmm. until he's eventually lost his mind. Yeah. Well, before we go over the uh, the intro who do you think those soldiers were were they were they um what was the name i'm looking for here Khaled's or were they thals i don't even know i wouldn't even think of that deep i'm still stuck on the fact that the doctor lets the kid live well, we i still yet. can't believe it's davros <laughs> yeah. at the end of yeah, it yeah. when i heard the name davros i like i had to pause the show and just like I was like, no like, fucking way. I had to pause the show and look it up because I'm <laughs> Google it. I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. Yeah, so you and Dave don't know who that is because Davros hasn't appeared yet. Um, Not at all. So, so Davros to you means means very little, and yeah. but the Daleks, the Daleks do have have weight. So when you hear the creator of the Daleks, that's still 
that's still resonates. yeah absolutely yeah yeah well when i heard that i thought that's pretty cool because I, I like the daleks they're very cheeky but it, it's weird i mean i don't know if it's just me but like i, I can't take them seriously as this like threat to, to the universe because every time somebody uh or like you know the, the doctor or pond or clara come up against them they're like oh my god no it's the daleks and now we're all dead and i'm just like why are you taking them seriously yeah, I, I always i blame the uh the lack of callbacks to the Tenant series on that, because there were a few episodes in that series where you saw like the true horror of the Daleks, like including mm. the first one they appear in, where you see the um, the deactivated, the almost inactive one. You just see it wipe out an entire military unit without like baiting an eye. It was just whatever. Yeah, but for me personally, just because the, the aesthetics wise about it, yeah, they probably do some crazy shit that like you know strikes fear in the hearts of others, but. Just the way they look, they just like giant trash cans. Yeah, I mean, I mean, have that's the Daleks been the around charm. since? Has the Daleks been around since like early Doctor Who, and that's why they retain this uh, kind of old school look? I mean, the very beginning, yeah. At the same time, yeah. so oh, have the Cybermen. Explains it. So have the Cybermen, but they have had a lot more of an upgrade to their looks than the Daleks have. Upgrade. And they look really yeah, cool. Not, story. I just want to say right now, um, I used to see Cybermen all the time. I didn't know they were Cybermen. I just thought they were like a cheap imitation of like Iron Man. For <laughs> I really did, exactly. you know. And then I, I saw the like, season finale of like the last season. I'm like, oh, that's where they're from. Now this makes total total sense. And, and also, the All Cybermen right. have like a very like sci-fi cool look, kind of like a old like a Metropolis kind of look. And no, you know, sci-fi, definitely. you know, uh, Metropolis. So uh, in my head, when I first heard of Doctor Who and the Daleks, like, oh, maybe maybe it's those guys. And then when I saw, like, what the Daleks really were, and I really kind of started uh, getting into the show, I was just like, oh, really? Those are things? <laughs> I mean, I love I love seeing them at, like, Comic-Cons. They're very cheeky. They're 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 really cool. I love their voice. Like, the voice is so awesome. Or <laughs> Dalek. But, yeah, I just can't get them in my head that there's supposed to be this, like, thing. Because in the episode, they're like, oh, no. He's a creator of the Daleks. Oh, God. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> I'm sitting there, like, <laughs> I, I mean, you, 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 at a certain point, it'll eventually it'll just you just kind of get over the uh, the cheesiness, but it, it takes yeah. time. It does take time. But, but, um, but like his, his, his right hand man was really really cool looking. The uh, Voldemort dude. Oh, the snake guy. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, he was he was okay. Well, I love I, I love that they introduce him in like this most Isley ass bar that's got yeah. all these <laughs> other aliens in it. Like you just see an Ood just hanging out in the back. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. <laughs> Fucking nudes. <laughs> well, for the sake of uh, convenience, I just nicknamed him Snake Eyes. Yes. <laughs> um, as far as the, the... If you want the rundown for the origin of, of Davros's um, relevance to the Daleks, it's that planet Skaro had a civil war between the Thals and the Khaleds. Now, the Khaled is... <laughs> <laughs> is he, is he, uh, That's terrible. Rearranging of the letters of the Daleks. You're welcome. So it's uh, epic foreshadow. But um, this war goes on for so long that they forget what it's over. And uh, Davros, who is a victim of the war, eventually creates a super weapon that'll give his side an edge. And he pitches it as a power suit for his forces. Now, we know where this power suit goes, and he basically turns his entire people into mutant killing machines. And uh, from then on, the Daleks have kind of gone out of control and just started waging war with everything. They're very much kind of like a, almost a Nazi production line of war. In that you just, the more one you kill, there's always like ten more behind it. It's very hard to take on the Daleks just because of their numbers and how efficient they are. Hmm. Hmm. 
And how goofy they are. They're so spooky. So, so the dialects actually have, like, things in them, like people yeah. in them, or they not have really these, anymore? They have these, they have, well, they call them mutants, but as of what they are now, because there's only so many, like, Khaleds that you can convert into Daleks. I'm not entirely sure. I'm, they might, like, grow new mutants to store inside the machines. But yeah, the Daleks, for all intents and purpose, are just small tanks with crazy powerful technology operated by these little mutant things that can't survive outside of them. They're like little Shumagorats. Yeah, they're, they're like little omelets with eyes. Ti- tiny little squid guys. Or Krang. They're like Krang with yeah. eyes. Oh, tiny squid guys. Well. So, like so a... they've actually been, been shown in the series at one point? Or with, you have oh, to yeah, look, yeah, a like, lot find in the series. Kind of... um, in fact, they yeah. had Well, they showed it in the Eccleson run, too. No. The first time you see oh, a Dalek in Eccleson. Oh, that the one where he was like, what is my purpose if I can't kill or whatever, if I can't hate? Because oh, the whole thing with Daleks is they, they run on hate. If they can't hate, they have no purpose and might as well kill them. <laughs> they're like oh Sith. Oh my god, they're, awesome. Sith. <laughs> they're Sith. <laughs> yeah. They're Sith. Fueled by rage and anger and harnessed <laughs> into a point. Like yeah. um, Everything leads to extermination. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing is, the, the thing about the Daleks is that they are the only thing that um, has really survived the Time Lord's meddling. Uh, and, and it's because in the episode they call back to in uh, in this in this newest uh, season, Genesis of the Daleks, the Time Lords try to do just that. They try to screw up the Daleks' timeline by sending the Doctor, and his mission is to destroy them before they start becoming a problem. And the Doctor can't do it. He doesn't feel he has the right. He can't he can't bring himself. And that is, in all honesty, the reason things have gotten as bad as they have. The Doctor let them live. Mm-hmm. Well, he always lets them live. Well, I mean, that was, I guess, the Time Lord's fault for uh, sending him, but <laughs> but that, that's yeah. why the Time Lords have so few enemies, and that's why they're so powerful, and everyone's so scared of them. If you piss them off, they will erase you. They will erase your entire species. It's for like, sure. it's like you go to the Time Lords, like, so Time, time Lords doesn't have any enemies. Like, what enemies? So the Time Lords, <laughs> real, in reality, are just, like, some dark motherfuckers, and Doctor Who's, like, they the are, only, like, good guy. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty, they're pretty cruel. In fact, the Doctor has gone on the, uh, the opposite end of, of the, uh, the sides with them. They've often gone after him. He's been put on trial. Um, they've brought the Master back just to stop him. <laughs> I thought the Time Lords yeah. were, like, all dead, though. Or is it because, like, Doctor uh, Who can no, exist at like, any oh, time, pretty much? They they were and then they weren't. I think at the end of the uh, of the tenant run, they kind of uh, retcon that and say they were just like trapped outside of reality or ca- trapped outside of time. Yeah, yeah. So they thought he thought they were all dead for the longest time, and then it turns out they were stuck in a like infinite time bubble loop thing or something where the war would never cease. Yeah, and then in the on the fiftieth, which you should definitely watch because it's it's awesome. Um, the fiftieth. They kind of retcon that even more, and they go as far to say as that the war, like you know, they never really got trapped or anything like that. They just kind of like misplaced everything, which is a little so weird. The, but I mean, it, it was a yeah. big redeeming quality for uh, for the uh, the warrior doctor. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of like cheapened it all for me in all honesty because you always thought of the warrior doctor who is John Hurt's doctor as uh, or Doctor Eight Point Five for those of you who like the numbering system. Um, they, they. I always thought of him as this kind of like hard boiled, kind of like he has to do what's right because it's his like duty. And he, while it's very tough on him, he makes the tough decisions, and he doesn't. Really I mean, that's do why he, he regenerated it. into that form to make that decision. Yeah, exactly. And then he doesn't even make that decision. Yeah, <laughs> like, or he does, but that it's not fail. like the one he wanted to. Yeah, 
So it was just like, I don't know. It was kind of a, a letdown. I would still love to see more of uh, John Hurt's The War Doctor. Just because he, he was very interesting on his own anyways. Um, and who doesn't want to see more John Hurt in general? Well, in a way, I think we might be getting that with Capaldi. I mean, I know that um, in the preview cast, you mentioned the you guys mentioned the Christmas Carol episode, which was the first time you saw the Doctor actively like messing with someone's timeline just for his yeah. own purpose. And I think yeah. that that's important because that that shows us as viewers that the Doctor no longer burdens himself with such inconvenient truths as maintaining time. <laughs> oh sure, yeah, as as maintaining a solid continuity. And, you know, not, you know, trying not to create time paradoxes aren't really his thing anymore. He's just like, whatever, who cares? I mean, honestly, what I think might happen is either he, he, I mean, he's either going to save Davros or him, like, I mean, I mean, again, it's implied that he didn't save Davros and that's why Davros became a monster. Well, it could go either way. So um, we kind of go through the whole episode, right? And it's a lot of... Uh, got a lot of Clara going on, got a whole lot of Doctor going on, and, you know, it was good, a whole lot of, of the Mistress as well. So, uh, we actually get to see what I think is the coolest Doctor Who scene ever, where he is in medieval times, brings in a tank, <laughs> and is playing an electric guitar. But what's so cool is the lead-up to it, where uh, Clara and Missy are like, alright, we have to find the Doctor, where is he? And Missy's like, well, the key is to look for anything that's out of place in time anything uh that does shouldn't belong and she's like oh how are we gonna do that and you just hear an electric like, guitar Whoa! squealing you're like and what you're really like, oh my god <laughs> and he writes out on a tank that and awesome. at first at first i thought that they were in modern times because of the warrior's um response to it all <laughs> like he shows up and he's like, "Dude, it's supposed to be an axe I just battle." Just had enough. Like. <laughs> yeah, like I thought. I thought it was like he was at like a medieval like you know fair or something like that. Nope, actually in the twelve hundreds. <laughs> yeah, just, he couldn't. He couldn't handle it anymore. He just... Yeah, but he was. Uh, they were actually back in the medieval times, and he taught them the word "dude." <laughs> was what they said, because why the fuck not? Step one so, of running the timeline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, he goes, "What? I thought it was an axe battle." Like, I brought an axe to a battle. That was so bad. He's just it's like, so what? And then brought, the, the, you know, a couple hundred years time, it's going to be funny. I'm like, no, stop it. And, and, then he, and then he brought a tank just so he could make the joke about fish. He's like, no, no anyone? Jimi Hendrix? Fish? No, it's I brought a tank. Place. They would have loved this. Get it? Fish? Tank? Fish tank? It's like, <laughs> For a couple hundred years, it's going to be funny. Stick around, will you? <laughs> no. Uh, no, old man. Didn't I... No, you old, old doctor man. Didn't Robin Williams pull that shit as genie in Aladdin? Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like anachronistic stuff. Yeah. Well, because he yeah. would. It's it's Arabian times, but he's like doing impressions of like Jack Nicholson or whatever. Yep. And it's like, oh, you'll get it in a couple hundred years there, Al. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's actually like a so weird just... like fan fiction like theory about that, where it's like Aladdin takes place like ten thousand years in the future, or some shit like that, and that's why the oh, genie what? knows about all this stuff. Yeah. There's oh, actually cool. a weird like fan fiction where. The genie talks about being in prison for like 10,000 years, right? And basically someone did math like, wait a minute, if he exists where he's supposed to exist in the time period, there was no civilization 10,000 years prior to Aladdin or the Sultan, anything like that. So someone theorized that it's possible that he's actually 10,000 years in the future and he was imprisoned like relatively in our time. And there was a big apocalyptic chaotic war and whatnot and like everyone, like the clock got reset and... He ended up somewhere in the Middle East, and yeah, 
That's literally a fan like theory or fan fiction that's out there. Maybe he's not even a genie. Maybe he's an AI. <gasps> that's actually one of the theories also that he's an AI. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. See, I knew it. <laughs> all right, that's all time. I'm well, but yeah, when he came out, of, came out of the tent, I was like, "What is uh, Food Network's Anthony Bourdain doing on a tent in a car?" <laughs> Anthony Bourdain. Like, <laughs> thanks, Casey. <laughs> that was really funny too. Um, oh my god. I mean, but anyway, so we we kind of go through that, right? And then um, I kind of just want to like skip through the whole episode because the ending is kind of really what I more want to talk to you guys about. Um, the way it ends too, which was it was pretty cool. It has the doctor, you know, he kind of has this conversation with Davros, and Davros is like, I'm going to kill all like, it, I mean, essentially, Clara dies, Missy dies, like, everything he holds dear, everyone he's close to is now dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's put dead in big quotation marks, of course. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, it's time travel, so, like, they're not fucking, I mean, those incarnations are dead, but alternate timeline things, whatever. They'll be back. I don't we know. know when uh, when Missy got shot by the Daleks, it had that same kind of teleporty flare. Yeah, that that's true. I mean, but I mean, they did well, rapid fire. They rapid fired her. Usually, when a Time Lord gets hit, they'll um, that's it, and then they regenerate. But they didn't even give her time. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, so we're assuming they're quote unquote dead, um, and the whole their fates are going to stem from the Doctor who traveled back to see Kid Davros. With like the Dalek like plunger and egg beater, and it just says exterminate. <laughs> so here's what I want to kind of ask you guys, and this is not the secret question. I have a better secret question, but I just want to kind of get everyone's a temperature, uh, room temperature, if you will. Um, of do you think the Doctor saves Davros or kills him, and why? I think he's going to. I don't know. He, he he might save him. I mean, at the end of the episode, he did have like uh, the weapon of the Dalek, and he said exterminate. But I don't think he can go through with it. I mean, that's just his nature. Plus, you know, I mean, is this is this the last uh, Doctor Who series, or are they going to do another one? They're going to do another, but oh, I'm sure they'll do another. It's a oh, license okay, yeah, to print money. Yeah, so they're going to keep him alive because of marketing reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. What is? Or anyone else have any? I am going to say that he say he changes his mind at the last second. Saves Davros, not just because it's in his character to do so, but because I'm pretty sure we've already seen him kill Davros twice. <laughs> I mean, how many times do you have to put a motherfucker down before you're just kind of like, you know what? I'm going to let this one be. We'll change it some other way. We'll dick around with the timeline in another fashion. We don't have to kill him. And and for me, that always goes back to the old Invader Zim theory of time travel. If you throw enough piggies at someone through the past, they're going to end up with a giant-ass robot suit and break into your house. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that episode. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you guys because, uh, I mean, they want us to think he's going to kill him. They put the effort in to make it seem like he was going to yeah. exterminate him. I mean, if they're putting that much effort in to, to make it that, like, oh, it's totally going to happen, it's not going to happen. What if he thinks he kills them? And leaves him for dead. What if he thinks he kills him and becomes the Valyard? Ooh. What if he shoots him and he's already a robot, robot man? Well, I wonder. Man. I wonder if like this is going to be the origin story of how Davros got deformed like that. Oh, or, or how oh. he put him in the wheelchair. They do it Professor X Magneto style. Yeah. Oh. Like, what I was going to say is, um, what I was say from what little I've seen of Doctor Who, of who like since I've been watching like Super Out of Order, which 
I think is the way you should watch Doctor Who just in any just pick a random <laughs> episode and go forward. Although if you do that with the Matt Smith season, you might accidentally watch it in to, order. To your credit. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I like about Doctor Who, like even though I'm not like a super fan like you guys, what I like about it is like every individual episode is like its own little movie. You know, so you really don't have to yeah, like, watch like, previous really episodes yep. or know what's going on. And even you don't have to watch other previous episodes to get emotion out of it. Right. Like I've seen not one episode of this like last week, last last uh, last run of the new doc with this new doctor, mm-hmm. except for the last episode of last season, and it was very emotional at the end. You know, it's like, man, I don't know anything about these characters, but they really know how to pull the uh, oh sure heartstrings. Well, I mean, so Mo- Moffat gets hit or miss with that too. Yeah, so. I, I agree with you so, on that. So what I think what they might do is they might pull like a Batman Begins type of thing where he might not kill him, but he doesn't have to save him. No, I well, he already kind of did that. Like he already ran away and he came back purposefully in that episode. So the whole thing is like he's sitting there, and he's staring at him. The kid's like, "My name's Davros," and he's like, "Oh fuck, of course it's Davros." <laughs> and then he kind of thinks about it, and then he just kind of like slowly backs away <laughs> and then like goes into the TARDIS and just leaves him. This poor petrified little kid who hasn't done anything wrong yet. Like he's just this normal kid that, as far as we know, and um. He's just like, I thought you said you'd save me. You promised. And he's like all like upset and like, you know, he's petrified because there are these fucking Guillermo del Toro monsters coming out of the sand. And he goes and then Davros is kind of like, he, that's why he sends his little Sith minion kind of guys like because he remembers all of a sudden. And he even has a like broken sonic screwdriver like kind of he's holding it and, and being pensive about it and stuff like that. So if he didn't want to have to save him, he would not have come back. You know what I mean? Like, he could have just left him there for dead. Be like, yep, later, see you later. And then who knows what would have happened. But because he came back with an intent, as far as we know, to kill this kid, we need to kind of figure with, you know, we're getting into time travel now with paradoxes and stuff like that. Like, whatever happens is ultimately what led Davros to become the villain. Well, one thing I want to ask... What if the doctor um, builds them? Greg and Casey is how familiar you guys are with, with the Valyard. Because that is that's something that's been popping up in fan theories for years now, since since Tenet. Um, because it was supposed to be, I think, the final regeneration of the Doctor that, beca- that goes evil sure. and becomes, you know, the Valyard. Or at the very yeah. least, one of the Doctor's regenerations splits off into, like, a good and evil half. Right, and it, it's not very clear, and it's been th- that's why it's been so uh, seldom brought up as an actual possible plot thread because the Valyard is such an ill-defined character and it's just kind of a flood of continuity issues but 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 if the doctor becomes the Valyard while he is literally changing reality to a point of the creation of the Daleks then can the Valyard exist because I always thought that alternate tenant was going to be the Valyard really the um the human one yeah that's always possible. I, I could see that. I mean, that would in, that would imply Moffat's going to care about the tenant run. Well, I mean, Moffat heavily wrote a lot of the tenant run too. I mean, the like, Angels it, episode, yeah. And... Angels. Um, well, he even wrote some of the Eccleston stuff too. Like he wrote, um, what was it? The Are You My Mommy episode? Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, I I, I believe he wrote one That's of. That's always the one that everyone shows to their friends first. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the reason why I was. Um, like, I thought I was a huge Moffat fan to begin with. And, like, he's good, but I thought I was a bigger fan than I actually was because every single episode that I thought that I was the best, he wrote. 
Mm. Yeah, and I was very like, I was like, all right, I must like this guy, and then he like took creative control, and I'm like, oh, yeah, according, I like Moffat. According as to the uh, the old IMDb, he wrote the Empty Child, uh, the yep, that's the it. Doctor dances, the girl in the fireplace, yeah. Blink, yep. and then yep. the two parter, Silence in the Library, and Forest of the Dead. I love the girl yep. in the fireplace. They're yeah, all, they're all good River, episodes. He created River Song, so that's why River Song's in everything now. Mm. Well, I guess beyond I guess, his material, he's not really calling back to it. Yeah, but I guess he also did create Jack Harkness. That is a the very good point child. that I didn't realize. Yeah, I just that just kind of dawned on me. So <laughs> I don't on? know why he's not using Jack Harkness anymore. Maybe we're missing anymore. something. There's some behind-the-scenes animosity. Oh, there has to be. There has to be. I I almost feel like it's just a uh, it's just a, a desire to move on to new characters. But people love yeah, but Jack. then why keep think... River? Like I, I didn't like. I mean, the we only haven't. We I haven't. Like Captain Jack was in the newest Torchwood series. I didn't think that he was written the, in the same way he'd been. Like it was a different character, sure. but he just looked like Jack. Yeah. Right. I was. I was gonna say. Um. He wrote River as long as she needed to be written, and that she got a complete character arc from when she first meets the Doctor to when the Doctor first meets her. Obviously. But she's coming back. She is. Yeah, she's, she's coming back in the Hasn't Christmas. she been trying to... Isn't, like, evil versions oh, of her man. supposed to be trying to go after the Doctor for, like, years? Well, it wasn't really... Like, I don't know. It was still her, but it was just before she actually her, met the Doctor. Yeah, they brainwashed her, and then, you know, she got over it, essentially. Oh. All in, like, the one of the Rory Ponds. Well, seasons. now I'm upset. Yeah, but she's coming <laughs> back. Uh, and you can check out that article at badcaredyfunky.com. <laughs> oh, I did it. I put it in there. Um... Well, speaking of dangling plot threads, what about the doctor's daughter? Is that ever coming back? Yeah. <laughs> what, what happened, happened to her? there? Yeah, she could reject. She was a time lord, She's straight up time lord. She has a ship. She's she can regenerate. Like... They should make like a web series just based on her. I heard there. Were, I mean, I heard that there was some uh, like disagreement into like, how favorable of a character she was. So maybe they're afraid to bring her back. But who knows? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, I don't. Know. I think kind of going back that. He is going to save Davros, but I think Davros is gonna get like gonna get all uglified because of that. And that for that he like he already he becomes crippled too, so he never forgives the Doctor, and that's why he kind of ends up you know becoming hating all the Time Lords. Doctor, I created a species of squid space Nazis because you gave me hamburgeritis <laughs> of the face. Well, also he has that third eye on his forehead too, right? Oh yeah, and that third eye looks remarkably like the the eyes and the hands. Well, even more to the point, the the eye hands look just like the Daleks. Yep, that too. That's well. Well, actually, he said he'd seen the uh, hand mines before. What if he made the hand mines? Oh, what if he's not as innocent as he seems? What if he's uh... dicking with his own timeline? <laughs> what if he's already an evil da- oh, uh, my devil? God. <laughs> And he's just playing uh, the doctor for a fool. What if that's not even really Davros as a kid? What if that's just like a robot, like you know, thing, like a like you know, we like saw the, like the, the this the flesh like the, the warrior flesh, uh, Dalek ones that have the eyes. Yeah, in their like heads. what if it's a flesh Dalek? Wait, what if he what if, becomes what if, kind if, of a half flesh Dalek because of the if, eye that Davros has later? What hmm. if he's Mark Hamill? I did it. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that was forced. I, I had a, I had a good way to bring him in, Dave. You didn't have to force it, but. <laughs> I do what I want. Leave me alone. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, think, I think he's gonna make sure that Clara and uh, and you know. Hold on, the- I'm just gonna hit the mute Dave button, and <laughs> there we go. You're welcome, everyone. I th- I think that of course Clara and Missy are gonna be brought back, but 
I don't know if they're going to if both of them are going to last the whole season because I think I really I'm pushing the Valiard here. I think that one of them's going to die and and that's going to cause the Doctor to kind of like lose it. Mm. Well, I'm I'm I, sure I, it will not be the new. They just put her in the end of the eighth season, Master. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't I don't think Clara's going to die either because while she's not returning, like. Jen Louise Coleman has been. I think I put. I, I wrote a post that says it was rumored she was supposed to leave, and then like shortly after it was confirmed. Um, but she recorded all the episodes already. Like they already shot them all. So whether they be flashbacks or whatever, I think she. I think they're both gonna live, but for how long is the thing? Dun dun dun. You know, I think it's it's kind of a way too big of a potential season finale to kill Clara right at the beginning of, of series nine. Why don't they get pond immunity? Well, I mean, it might not be right away. I mean, we saw we saw the previews, and I think they they're in the previews, weren't they? So I, they'll make yeah. they'll make it through, but I think that it's gonna there's gonna be a full circle plot thread. Oh yeah, sure, I can see that. Yeah, so they can't get rid of Clara. Also, I have no other reason to watch the show. Oh no! <laughs> oh, they'll they'll pick another cute girl. Don't worry. There's, there's no chicks in here. Yeah, yeah look at they. I mean, they went from pond to Clara. Joey, God, Joey, tough nuts watching Doctor Who now. Oh, Tommy Tufnut thought they don't got chicks. They're killing the hot chicks. Forget it. I don't hey, want to watch is this. What is this, Doctor? Huh? Doctor Who, huh? What do uh, they got? The yeah. Doctor, Doctor Professor Ware, huh? Scientist uh. one. Oh, like that. <laughs> That's good. That's a good. That, that cute, that That's cute. a good little bit. Yeah. I like that. It's a good bit. It's good. It's a good little thing. Yeah, like. What they, they don't got the chicks no more. I don't want to. I don't want to watch this. What do they got? They got a little little boy running. around. A fucking male companion. What is he gonna do with a male companion? He's gonna get pulled over by Nambla. And his stupid yeah, little police. Yeah, crazy Fucking male companion. What are they going to do next? Female master? What hey, where did that chick go? That? She got the zip zap. <laughs> zip zap. <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, this season, certainly, they always, they start, they usually start strong, these, these series. Um, and Moffat has a great talent at starting something strong. And, uh, dangling you on a thread for a while but just has been has yet to really like close the deal successfully you know what i mean yeah more like muppet ah. <laughs> nah. um it's just been like like especially with the whole clara thing like it you know everyone had all these theories about like who she could be and stuff like that and like my money was on that she was a psychic um like reflection of the tardis which i thought would have been really cool because like I don't know, like it would have been like a Bruce Willis Sixth Sense kind of thing. Yeah, because did, did she start off as, as like a little, like a tiny little miniature, like 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 borrower inside of a machine or something? Well, she was an Dalek. She was one of those mutants that, and the whole her. She, she was a Dalek. She turned into a Dalek, but the way she perceived it is she was living inside an apartment. And it was supposed to be like such an awful reality. She like yeah, made mental barriers crazy. to like yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, and then he got in there and stuff, and then like I don't know, like she she got out somehow, and now she she's didn't all get hot out. and everything. She didn't get out at all. No, she. Uh, it, it was a sad ending. Yeah. So what happened is Clara kept on showing up in different timelines as entirely different people, but with like the same name or a similar name. Hmm. Um, the Dalek one did not end well for her, but then we saw her again in um, the Christmas episode, and there was one before that as well, oh, where it's, it's this different Clara. So that was an actually unique person. It wasn't like just her echoed, like a mirrored in time. That was actually like a person that just happened to that because of what she did developed in right. the same well, way. Well, yeah, she, she was like mirrored through time, but like she 
lived all these different lives oh. throughout so time. So it's not entirely impossible for that to for that to come back. I mean, they do call her the impossible. Yeah, don't girl. take away from her impossibleness. Yeah. I mean, it seems I mean, I we can see that it's pretty possible, but it's like kind of impossible <laughs> even. Oh I, or, oh, I oh I hope it's possible. I hope it's entirely possible. Perhaps mispossible. We shall throw other words at it. I like to mispossible. Yep. <laughs> yep. And while we're while we're doing that, Guys, it's getting to be about that one hour mark, which means that it's time for secret question. My secret question. <laughs> and now Amber has to go first. No, I. So she's I'm, back. You're going to ask me first, but I'm going to think about it until all of you are. T- <laughs> no time no, to no, think. No, you're no, going you gotta first. Go first so your head explodes. You go you're going to spew out the first thing you comes in your mind. Why do so, I put myself in these positions? <laughs> here is my secret question. You're a time lord. You've stolen a TARDIS and it's stuck in a in a chameleon circuit as a blue police box. Who do you get as your first companion? Captain Jack. Oh, it doesn't have to be in the Doctor Who. Oh, it could be anyone. <laughs> you, you can stick with yeah, that. Yeah, way to be creative, Amber. <laughs> but it could literally be anyone literally throughout be time anyone, and I'm space and of... fiction and nonfiction. Oh man, I don't know. I gotta think of something OP so I can like make sure I don't like fail on my first journey. <laughs> I would pick Morgan Freeman when he played God, and me and him would just go around and do things. <laughs> oh man, narrating uh, the whole time in the TARDIS. <laughs> Ooh, oh god, ouch! <laughs> I guess. I, um. Uh. Uh. I. Thinking of a Marvel character. <laughs> I All right, well, would why don't... think of Clara and Sheena. <laughs> Me, Clara, oh, and Pond. Oh, God. Okay, thanks, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> guys, you oh, guys no. are... No, uh, Casey, who, who would you pick? Oh, this this Actually, is tough. I was still... Uh... Wait, it sounds like Amber's got something. I've said it before, yep. but I'm going to say it again. Loki, from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Cool. Yes, because he wouldn't steal it from you. <laughs> no. Kick your ass out in the middle of space. <laughs> I guess I would fail before well. my first mission. Mission accomplished. There you go. <laughs> I would actually like to change my response. I would actually like to uh, travel around the TARDIS and universe doing awesome cool stuff with some of our uh, regulars from Bad Kitty Funky. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, Jill McJillers, Misery, and Rhapsody. All of those fine folks. Yeah. And of course, our, our buddy Jason would tag along too. But he's not yeah. busy uh, doing schoolwork and things like that. I only you, said one, though. Do you work first, Jason? School work first. Wrong. Then you can come around the galaxy. Well. You must pick one of our fans. <laughs> no. I can't yes. pick one of them. They're all awesome. Yes. Misery, the, the first fan. the whole thing. Those are just the top. Those are just the top tier. Um, What about. Oh, Casey, what about you? Um, Tricky. So, historical figure, I would go with Teddy Roosevelt. Hmm. Uh, because I've I've seen what happens in a comic where Teddy Roosevelt goes time traveling, and he seems like a pretty <laughs> seems like a pretty rad companion. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, it is called Tales of the Bully Pulpit, and it's about uh, him and Thomas Edison's ghost taking H.G. Wells' time machine and fighting space Hitler on Mars. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds fucking it's awesome. It's pretty, it's kind, it's kind of one of the best comics I've ever read. And it's, How is that not a movie yet? I'm sure it's been, I'm sure space it's been Hitler. It's space gotta be. Space 
Hitler. I mean, that they've had the Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, which was awesome. Well, you have Doom. You have Mecha Hitlers. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty fantastic. I do have uh, a second. <laughs> as for another character, uh, and I I find that he lends himself naturally to the the curious nature of the universe as a companion should. Jack Skellington. Ooh. Yeah. What's this? What's this? Yeah. There's time stream everywhere. What's this? He already has he has experience going to different worlds and, as well. Yeah, and opening oddly mysterious doors all the time. Yeah. And things that mm. are bigger on the outs on the inside than they are on the outside. Mm. With a bunch of mysterious mm. trees. Um could Jack Skellington be the corpse of the doctor? That would be something. He certainly got a devilishly handsome fashion sense. And he likes bow ties. And he does like bat <laughs> b- bat ties. Confirm. Bat ties. <laughs> I'm saying now it's all the same continuity. Well, for the sake of mm. for the sake of knowing what I'm doing, my second would be Rick from Rick and Morty. Although I am positive nice. I would be the companion. Damn you! <laughs> Damn you! Oh, Damn you! I am so it. sorry. I oh realized after I said Loki, I was like, you know, it's better. You know, it's better. Uh. An actual time traveler. <laughs> well, 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 Dave, you can still pick Rick. I mean, there are different versions of Rick. There are. There's countless versions of Rick. You can get iPad. There are countless versions, but technically speaking, they're all the damn same. <laughs> no matter which version you cut it, they're all the same. Hey, say, say, no, 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 say no, Cronenberg Rick. I don't know. Tiny uh, Rick. Tiny Rick. Tiny Rick. <laughs> Woo, tiny Rick's is a clone of Big Rick. Same, same fucking Rick. No, it's awesome. Yeah, go with the bad idea though. Just go with the original non-alcoholic version in Doc Brown. Uh, I was thinking that also, like Doc Brown or Marty. Um, God, you know, I can't pick only because I can't pick between the two of them. Also, like I was thinking, I'll play with this also. So I'll cheat and I'll say I take both of them with me. Bill and Ted. Ah, uh, that was what I was thinking. Nice. Pick Bill and Ted and Doc Brown. <laughs> Because you know what? No matter who I take, I'm going to die anyway, so I might as well die like just enjoying it. So, yeah. <laughs> I would take LeVar Burton from Star Trek. Not his character, but LeVar Burton himself. And he's just like, dude, I'm not my character oh. from Star Trek. LeVar Burton, relax. <laughs> you and I are going to have some fun in this random adventure. The whole time just convinced me that he's not his character <laughs> from Star Trek. I'm not and he's so character. mad that I took him with, with me. Jordy, you can see. I keep telling yeah. you, I'm not Jordy. <laughs> I'm not Jordy. <laughs> Shut up, Cyclops. You're Jordy if I say it. <laughs> I'm not so even bad. wearing the thing. The only way you could possibly convince me is if you sang the Reading Rainbow theme song. Man, <laughs> not again. And like I have, the, I have the visor. I want him to wear it. And he's like, No, I'm not going to wear that. Like, t- what are you? What are we? What is this? How is it bigger on the inside than it is on the outside? What is this thing? <laughs> he's just so bad. <laughs> you're you're an engineer that specializes in antimatter engines. How can you not yeah. understand this? <laughs> or maybe take Ray Park, who's uh, AKA Darth Maul, because he does know <laughs> actual martial arts. He'd be like, "All right, Darth Maul, let's go." And he'd be like, "Yeah, let's go, buddy." Because Ray Park's cool like that, not like a Varper. You know would be like, "This sucks, man." <laughs> <laughs> you know who I would love to see show up as a Time Lord, though, at least once, just because, like, granted, I'm not as much of a here as into this as you guys are, but. Jason different Keanu nice Reeves. Guy, just to show up one day as a time Bill Lord. Bill Nye. Well, you, you can't take Keanu Reeves because he can't have another Time Lord as your companion. Who says? Sorry, Casey. You get a, That's like a rule. You could have two Time Lords in a TARDIS. No, they w- won't be your companion, though. I mean... The question was, pick your companion. You know, maybe they, like, flip a coin. Lo- maybe they flip a coin. Rick, because anyone know? who chooses Rick will be Rick's companion. <laughs> True. I mean, does nobody yeah. want to take <laughs> Hmm? What did you say, Serge? I said, does nobody want Caitlyn Jenner? 
I wish yeah. I could make a crooked noise right now. Tough crowd, Caitlin. Tough but crowd. instead, I'll do this. <laughs> no. No, the toys. So many Doctor Who toys. Um, for me, I would choose you guys. Because who better to go around time and space with Old than news, my body? That answer is out of the TARDIS. That answer is boo. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I, you, can, you couldn't pay me enough to go around time and space with you guys. That's, <laughs> that's good. It's too, too much. I, I would choose Batman. Say, Greg, you, you sure you want me? You want to give me that type of power with you in there? I mean, <laughs> I, mean I can just throw you out. Boom. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'll see, I'll figure out a way to come back. You'd uh, give me that much yeah, power. you'd be you'd be the master. You'd totally be the master. <laughs> uh, I, I would that. choose Dave Batman. is the next generation of the master. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You, you got Batman. Batman's my companion. Yeah. Because I could do whatever I want, and he will get me out of it. <laughs> I was gonna say he'd be like the best companion. Hey, Batman. No, what do you think? Nineteen thirty-eight. You, me, Crime Alley. Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> No, the only thing with Batman is, though, knowing Batman himself, like, he'll find a way to make the TARDIS work exactly the way he wants to, bring it back to the normal time, and then just dismantle it so you can't fuck with it anymore. You see, I'd like to think that I would just be like, let's go to, like, you know, let's go kill Hitler, and he would just give me that Batman squint, and then, like, he would just not help me at all. Let's go break Hitler's legs? (laughs) (laughs) Let's go mildly annoying there. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that episode. Greg, let me let me let me just say one thing. You realize you're only picking Batman in the event you hope you can get into a time travel car accident with Booster Gold, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, that would be my other choice. That's it. Him and Rip Hunter. Booster Gold and you crash Kentor, your time bubbles. Blue Beetle. Oh, that'd be so cool. Oh man, I bet you they have a super secret time travelers meeting with like Marty and Doc Brown and Bill and Ted and. And just like everyone Throw, ever Throwing back traveled. a couple of brewskis. Yeah, booster goals there. Rip Hunter's kind of off in the background, just being mildly annoyed the whole time. That'd be awesome. That'd be the, that'd be that that's the convention I want to go to. <laughs> Take place in the middle of nowhere. Um, but oh, I don't know who if I were to pick a serious person, I don't know who I would choose. Probably I think it's interesting. None of us really picked any ladies. I did. What are you talking about? I mean, yeah, Loki's but then you change your answer sometimes. like four times. <laughs> Loki's a lady sometimes. Yeah, but it's like you know, his historically, uh, I guess it's pretty been hit or miss. It's pretty. It's hot chicks, then it's not right. Like he gets well, someone attractive, and then like the yeah. Well, I mean, the original companions were like a kind of a mix. Well, it was there a was a couple and... guys. Yeah, it was a family. But the doctor um, had more of like a fatherly. And his that. first his first yeah, companion was straight up his granddaughter. That is true. So, yeah, who is someone they should be bring back? Honestly. Oh yeah. Like why why not? I mean, among well, other think, things. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Too but. too obscure. I think I don't think like like I tried watching those old episodes that I couldn't. Too I mean, obscure. Did, did you did you see that blue and silver Dalek in this episode? Yeah. That's that's, that's original cool. Dalek. That's that's like. Like version number one, <laughs> like black and white sepia tone. That's what it is. Actually, did they ever follow through mm. with that whole like different color Daleks thing where they all had different roles and different voices, or did they kind of just forget about that? Well, they they killed off the cult of Scarrow. The red one is the yeah, captain. Oh. <laughs> the red one's the captain. <laughs> the red one's in charge. Because <laughs> I because I saw there was for a bunch of different color uh, ones this time, and I was like, oh, are they back? Yeah, for following like like Star Wars clone trooper uh, rules, like the red one is captain and the orange one is the commander. Hmm. 
the other one. It's it's too oh, it's wait. too hard to follow. They need to give Daleks big orange shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh so I got I got the companion. I want I changed my mind. I got it. Okay. I want I want Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Oh. Nice. Ah. Yeah. How you awesome would that be? Just decimate every timeline you go to. Oh my god, it'd be so much fun. <laughs> I mean, that's what like the trailer for the for Lilo and Stitch was was him going through Disney movies and just fucking with them. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Man. It was awesome. I remember that. I have a friend who like refuses to actually watch Lilo and Stitch because it's not that movie. Really? Yeah. I he mean, was just that's like, understandable. There's the TV series. I'm sure it's happened once. Yeah, but like, like how awesome of a movie would that have been? Um, that it's just like he goes through and he accidentally like breaks Chip from Beauty and the Beast. That would have been so cool to have that kind of continuity bridge because I mean, beyond marketing, yeah. Disney really doesn't have that. Yeah, well, except all the fan theories for like all the new 3D animated ones. Oh. That they're all oh, that Pixar is a shared universe. Really, Pixar is a shared universe. The Disney 3D, like Frozen, Tangled, not, not even 3D, Little Mermaid, Tarzan, they're all the same continuity. Ooh, I feel like I should have known that. Yeah, they've been popping up everywhere. It, I think it works some until you of... get to Cars, and then it falls apart. Well, Cars—that's that's yeah. like that's probably just parallel reality, you know. In a, in a yeah, it could be. <laughs> could be. Um, but that was like kind of my idea for if they ever did like a Booster Gold like movie. That would what I would do for the trailer was I is I would have him show up in different major scenes from the DC movies that have already existed. Or just random Warner Brothers just, movies. Like, I was gonna say Yeah, or random Warner Brothers movies or something just being like, Oh nope, wrong No, time. have him Sorry. like show up in Casablanca or something. Like you like you really <laughs> like you have him well, show I was up thinking like the like, most famous films of all time. Well, I mean, screwing up events. Well, I I was thinking like literally like he, him and Skeets like poof into existence when General Zod does that giant heat beam that cuts in half a building. <laughs> and he's like, oh my god, no, 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 no. And just like gets out of here. Really <laughs> no, 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 no. And then, like, you know, maybe in like Suicide Squad when, like, I don't know, maybe Killer Croc's going crazy and he's like poofs in and Killer Croc sees him. He's like, I'm gonna go. And just like poofs out. Like little things like that. I think it would be really cool. And especially if um, Nathan Fillion wants to play him. Nathan that would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. Or even get uh, Mark Hamill in there as Skeets. I I'm not gonna accept we did anything. Again. Billy, ah! Billy West as Skeets. <laughs> that was the thing you thought of earlier to chime in. <laughs> oh yeah, Billy West has to does have to be Skeets. Um, but yeah, I think I think everyone everyone said who they want to take with them. I mean, that's it. Everyone answer the question. Everyone go with their answers. Yeah. Good. It's too late now, anyways. No take backs. <laughs> you're stuck no with you're stuck now. with Roosevelt, kid. Wait, I picked it's the wrong Roosevelt. <laughs> And I didn't say anything dirty this time. Yep. And just in time for the ending of the podcast. Hi, <laughs> everybody. It's, uh, it's been a bit of a good podcast. We all seem to like Doctor Who, if we're casuals, uh, long-time fans. Everybody seems to like Doctor Who. i got a couple friends into, into it. And they've actually gone beyond what I uh, watch for Doctor Who. So, everybody, uh, for the Bad Kitty Funky podcast, you can check us out on badkittyfunky.com. Search for our podcast page, badkittyfunky.com slash podcast. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, even on Instagram. We're also on iTunes. Search for Bad Kitty Funky. And for your Android devices, get the SoundCloud app and download Bad Kitty Funky. Listen to our podcast there as well. Until next time, this has been Booster Greg. What up? Amber. Hey. TV's Casey. Geronimo. Peter Mess Dave. You. <laughs> and I'm Sergio. We'll see you guys later. We'll see you another time.
Welcome to Dalek Relaxation for Humans! Take a deep 